Welcome to Healing with Healing, the podcast that dives deep into the world of dating, relationships and self-worth. I'm your host, Rachel Teeling, and I am here to guide you on a journey of self-discovery, empowerment and meaningful connections. Join me as I open up about my own personal experiences, share insightful dating and relationship advice and explore the path to discovering your true value. Whether you're navigating the complexities of modern dating, seeking to cultivate a healthier relationship with yourself or your significant other, this podcast is your safe space for growth and healing. Get ready to embrace the love and confidence you deserve. Let's begin this transformative journey together. Welcome to Healing with Healing, the podcast that dives deep into the world of dating, relationships and self-worth. I'm your host, Rachel Teeling, and I am here to guide you on a journey of self-discovery, empowerment and meaningful connections. Join me as I open up about my own personal experiences, share insightful dating and relationship advice and explore the path to discovering your true value. Whether you're navigating the complexities of modern dating, seeking to cultivate a healthier relationship with yourself or your significant other, this podcast is your safe space for growth and healing. Get ready to embrace the love and confidence you deserve. Let's begin this transformative journey together. Hello and welcome to another episode of Healing with Teeling. And this week... I would like you to be really honest with yourself and think about if you met yourself on a date, would you be attracted to yourself? Now, I know it's January. None of us are feeling at our best right now. And if you ate a ton of cheese and drank a vat of wine over the last few weeks and over the festive period like myself, then you are probably thinking about a health kick or maybe you've already started it like I have. But what is the reason behind your health kick? Because your why needs to be so compelling that you will stick to your commitment to yourself. Is it all about the way you look when you look in the mirror? Do you want to fit into your jeans nicely? Is there health implications that are making you think maybe you should get back in shape? Because it's all about how you think and feel about yourself. Are you worried that others will judge you for your appearance and not find you attractive? I mean, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my own health journey here over the years and why I'm doing what I'm doing now. So if I look back at photos of myself, um, I mean, let's go back to when I was 21. I was traveling in Australia and Thailand, living my best beach bum life. I was also cabin crew at the time. So over kind of like the 21 to 26 age range of my life, I was an air hostess. I like the way you dress. Yeah, no, I'm not singing. Anyway, I look back at those photos of myself now. I'm 21. I... And I'd like, you know, I'd love to share these pictures with you, but I can't because they are actual real life physical photos from 20 years ago. And they're up in the loft. Remember like when we had to get photos printed and I had to get them printed whilst I was traveling and carry them around with me in my backpack. Imagine. 
But yeah, anyway, I was 21. I was young. I was pretty. I was very, very blonde and naturally blonde as well from the sunshine because I spent four months traveling and my hair was like white blonde. But I looked in the mirror when I was 21 and I thought I was fat. Can you imagine? If only 21-year-old self could see in the mirror now, could look at those photos and think, oh my God, you are amazing. Like wearing a bikini is not a problem. Lying around, like walking around in a bikini in most of my Australian travels was, yeah. But at the time I was like, oh, let's cover up. I didn't like it. I don't like my tummy. I don't like this. If only my 21-year-old self could see how beautiful she was in the mirror. And then if you jump forward with me, you don't have to jump forward anywhere. But if we jump forward to my 27-year-old self, I had just met my ex-partner at the time. I was young. I was blonde. I was pretty. If I say so myself, I sound like Kira Knightley. I'm quite pretty, aren't I? Um, I was thin. And I remember one particular dress I had, which I would absolutely kill to get into now, it was short. It clenched me in at the waist. It was like a boob tube thing. And I thought it made me look fat. What they actual. And then I got pregnant when I was 31. And obviously 31 is an ancient time to be having a baby, ancient age. And I was huge. This is a point in my life when I was actually humongous. God, so humongous that I actually fell through a deck chair when I was about 38 weeks pregnant. I broke a deck chair. I broke an actual chair because I was so hugely pregnant. Um, And my baby girl, Lila, she was born in the heat of the summer of 2014. And she weighed in at an incredible nine pounds and 10 ounces. And thank God she came out the sunroof. And then if you jump forward to 2016, we booked our wedding for 2018 and I obviously had to lose all the baby weight. I had to look perfect in that dress. I joined Fat Club. I got a PT. I ate like a pro athlete. And if I look back now at photos of myself at that time, I was in pretty good shape for like a 35-year-old mother of a toddler. But again, I'd look in the mirror and I would think I was fat. What the actual... But then came the devastation of the wedding being cancelled. And there ain't no better diet than a heartbreak diet, is there? And if you haven't heard that, go back to episode one for a brief overview of my wedding story and it getting cancelled. And, you know, 2018, 2019, 2020. Now, these were the most broken, depressed years of my life. This is the most broken, depressed version of myself I had ever been. And I have always struggled with my mental health. I've always struggled with not having any direction, feeling rather alone in the world. But at this time I was at my worst. Obviously I had just been not dumped at the altar, but the wedding had been cancelled a few weeks before the wedding. He'd moved out and, you know, devastation ensued. The life that I thought I was going to have did not happen. Um, And it was the worst time of my life from that wedding being cancelled to finding out the fact that he'd had an affair and then realising that he'd actually been gaslighting me for an awfully long time. It took its toll. But when I looked in the mirror over those years and looking back at the photos, I'm very thin. I 
look good in the world's perception of what looks good. I'm very thin. I'm gaunt almost. You can see my cheekbones. Um, But what a crazy concept that when I was at my lowest mentally, I consider that to be the most attractive I have ever been because I was thin. But that is just warped. Now, I started my self-development journey in 2019. Um, I found some online course. I was very targeted in a Facebook ad, obviously. <laughs> um, and I did this kind of 12-week course and it was working with a coach in a group coaching environment. And I actually began to get to know myself better than I've ever known myself. And I began to learn about the things that I loved and the things that I didn't love. Now, the gym as it goes, is one of my favourite places. It's my happy place. And it's not because I'm ripped. It's not because I'm really fit. It's not because I can, I'm a super healthy pro athlete. Um, I'm actually the heaviest I've ever been in my life at this moment in time. It's because I feel good about myself after I have been to the gym. It's because when I've done something for myself, I've made myself feel great. And I can commit to exercise without a goal because I'm just after the endorphins. I'm just after that feel good factor of feeling great about myself. So I can commit to that. But when it came to dating back in the day, I thought that being attractive meant lots of makeup, the perfect figure, the perfect outfit, and my physical appearance which worked to a point because guys were physically attracted to me, but there was nothing deeper and I was still very broken underneath all of that. I could put a show on, believe me, I'm the most like extroverted, can put a show on person you'll ever meet, but underneath it all, I was still broken. And as I kind of worked on my self-development more and more, and I delved deeper into who I really was, like the real Rach, I learned that I'm way more than my physical appearance. I'm actually quite funny and I spend an awful lot of time laughing at my own jokes. I am actually really strong, not just physically. And like, this sounds like hilarious, but once one of my friend's um, husbands described me as an ox as I was carrying all the stuff to set up camp at Glastonbury back in 2010. But I can carry stuff. I will just determinedly get through stuff. I am resilient. Um, I love getting outdoors and I will try most things once and then go, I don't think so, like I once did. Um, what's it called when you jump off cliffs and all of that stuff? I can't remember what it's called, but I did that. And I loved it all until the point where we had to jump off a cliff. And I was like, fuck this shit. And didn't jump correctly. And it was very dangerous. So, you know, I loved, I, n- I never knew any of these things about myself when I was with my ex because I was kept in a box of, you know, I am a mom, I am a business partner, I am a person that does this. This is the box that you fit into and you will stay there for his benefit and for his happiness, not for my happiness. So when I like started to learn about myself and started to learn what I liked and what I didn't like and started doing crazy things like going, what's it called? 
when you jump off cliffs, somebody tell me, please. Um, but I started doing random things like that. Like I'd go to Go Ape. Um, I love Go Ape. I'm actually terrified of heights, but I love Go Ape. If I can cling to a tree and get through it all, I love the adrenaline buzz that I get afterwards. I love doing random things. Skiing lessons at the moment is one thing for us. Paddleboard lessons, jumping off cliffs, not so much. Um, but my dating bio actually read, don't be fooled by the post pictures because Honestly, I'm not afraid to admit that I am a posant, always have been from, I've got to find the photos actually from the time when I was seven and I dressed up in all of my mum's scarves and made myself an outfit out of it. Uh, I've always been a poser in front of the camera. And if we dug out the pictures of me as a kid, you'd see those. And I do think I'm quite funny and I spend a lot of time laughing at myself. So my profile literally read, don't be fooled by the post pictures. I think I'm quite funny. I spend a lot of time laughing at myself. I'm the owner of a small child, a small dog. I'm a runner, a red wine drinker, and I live and a liver of the outdoors. And by the time I changed my bio to this, I was pretty confident in who I was in myself. And it was more than just skin deep. It was more than my physical appearance. And it's not just your physical appearance that is attractive. And okay, I will give it to you that online dating is totally judged by your physical appearance and by a photograph. But that's why it's really important to get those guys off the app and meet them in real life. And it's the vibe you give uh, give off, give up. It's the vibe you give off when you meet someone. It's how you respond to them as you're talking to them. It's about how confident you are in yourself and what it is that you want from this meeting with this person. And, you know, you have 27 seconds to make an impression on the person you're meeting. Just imagine that, that's less than 30 seconds. And it takes somebody about seven seconds to actually work out whether they've got the right vibe from you. But 27 seconds for you to make your impression on that person you're meeting how will you use those precious seconds? Are you going to be that woman who scowls at them like, oh, not another date? Or Ugh, it's obvious that you're not what you say you are online or, oh God, you don't look like your pictures. Because a lot of the time we don't look like our pictures. It's a complete false sense of person on an online dating app until you get to meet them in person, you will never know what they're like. You will never, and you get a feel for somebody when you meet them. So are you going to scowl at them and make it obvious that they were not what you were expecting? Or will you have zero expectations and smile and just see how the rest of the date goes? So I'm not going to lie. Like when I swiped on Ed, I literally swiped on him because he had a really nice tattoo. He still does have a very nice tattoo, obviously, um, which has been extended since. But he had a lovely sleeve tattoo. And obviously he was showing that off on his profile. And I swiped on him for that tattoo. Now, Ed is bald. Um, If you hadn't noticed in any of my photos, I would never have swiped on a bald guy before because, you know, over 40, losing his hair, it's all the things that on paper sound awful. But actually, I was really attracted to him from the moment I met him because
Have you broken your New Year's resolutions yet? I have to admit that I don't do New Year's resolutions because they just don't work. So instead, I set myself goals based on what area of life I want to improve. And this year, it's my health and fitness, growing my coaching business and paying off my debts, which is a whole other story as I was left in a considerable amount of debt by my ex-partner. I have reflected on last year and worked out what went well and what didn't, which means I can use that as a pathway into how I can actually achieve my goals this year. I would love to help you do the same using my coaching skills and tools. I use these myself and I can help you reflect on last year, work out what is important for you to achieve this year and put some tangible steps in place for you to achieve what you set out to do this year. I'm offering a one hour one-to-one session for just £24 for you to set your goals this year. These spaces are limited and there's a link in my bio for you to book yours. He's tattoo number one <laughs> because he's just he's got that vibe he had that persona he's very confident and what's the most attractive thing still is about ed is that he is very confident he will talk to anybody he will smooth out any awkward social situations he works in hr for god's sake he's a people person so he can be very confident whether he was feeling confident or not at that part, at that time because you know meeting for a date is an awkward situation but i would never have swiped on him but i just had zero expectations about that date i just thought i'm meeting somebody new let's see what happens i'm looking for a relationship let's see if this person is too And I just waited to see how the rest of the date goes, goes, went. But if they are what you were expecting, if they are really attractive, and if you're like in awe of them, like, oh my God, I actually really fancy you and why are you on a date with me type thinking in your head when you meet them, that's going to put them off just as much because you've put them on a pedestal. And you just have to remember that everyone is human. Like I've read a book recently and uh, it's about, you know, networking and she Jane Gottlieb I think I've mentioned her before the book's called BC it's got so many things that you can translate into dating as well as like networking and meeting people and getting yourself out there um but she just says everybody poops she's American everybody poos so you just have to think he's human too don't put him on a pedestal don't make that person better than you because that moment that you put them on a pedestal you've already lost because they are up here and you've put yourself down here. Obviously you can't see my hands moving at the moment, but everybody is human. Everybody is nervous. He will be nervous too. It's a new situation for him too. It's awkward. It's so use these following tips when you are meeting somebody for a date. Acknowledge the elephant in the room because it is awkward that first time meeting somebody who is also vulnerable who is also looking for a connection who is hopefully also looking for a relationship just say it like it is it's kind of weird meeting strangers like this isn't it how have your dating experiences been so far and make a joke of it don't try and like think it's this is a normal day we've met before and we're physically attracted to each other i once had really good banter with a guy online like we'd swiped on each other he was all right attractive wise in his pictures um we had good banter when we swapped numbers 
we met for a drink and it was an instant no. And it was an instant no for both of us. It wasn't just an instant no for me. It was like, he looked at me as well and he was like, yeah, you're not actually what I was expecting in real life. And he wasn't as funny in real life. He didn't have as much banter in real life. So we kind of stayed for a drink and we left. But it was one of those. We made a joke of it. We talked about our other dating experiences and we just, he walked me to my car, like the gent that he was, and he went. And that was it. But the next tip I've got for you is be the most interested, not interesting, be the most interested date they have ever had. The best way to make a person walk away from a date and think about you is to be interested in their favourite topic. And okay, that might be about fishing. Oh my God, kill me now. Never, never again. It might be football. I don't mind a bit of football. Or their addiction to online gaming. Now, these are all red flags for me, by the way. And you want to know why? Because if he goes out fishing every weekend, he ain't got time to spend with you. If he's into football, like my ex-partner was, he goes to every home and away game there is going. So that again, takes out most weekends for him at the football with his mates, not spending time with me. And if he's addicted to online gaming, a serious red flag. Again, he's not going to be giving you attention. He's going to be stuck on his gaming thing. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> he's going to be stuck playing games with his friends. All red flags, all not what a grown-up would do, in my opinion. All not things that I was looking for in a guy because I was looking for somebody who wanted to spend time with me, who wanted to share their hobbies and their time with me. But you might also find somebody who loves cooking. I swear when I first met Ed, I was like, I'm such a good cook. I'm amazing at cooking. I didn't know anything until I uh, until I experienced his cooking because I am a really good cook. I genuinely am. But he trumps it because he cooks everything in butter. <laughs> he cooks everything really well. I'm always trying to make things healthy and he cooks everything like amazingly tasty. But you also might find out about their favourite holiday destinations and that might be the same place as yours. You might find out that they love their job and they're really passionate about the world, about the environment. You might find out something that you are really passionate about too and you then have a shared interest and you can just sit and listen to them. You might find a connection. Ask questions about what they're interested in and don't try to impress them with what you are or who you are or what you do. Make it about them. Because number one, you might just learn something new. And number two, you have taken the time to be interested in somebody else. And even if they're not the person for you, that will make them feel amazing. And there is nothing better than making somebody else feel amazing. There's no better way to feed your own self-esteem than to make somebody else feel good. I promise you it's a thing. Try it. My little girl at school, this is something she does all the time. And I, I mean, I'd like to say she's got it from me, but I'm really not sure. But she compliments all of her teachers all of the time. And it goes miles for her. Every teacher I've ever met has said, oh my goodness, your little girl is the most kindest, loveliest child I've ever met. And it's because she's complimented their outfit. It's because she said to them, oh, miss, I love your top today or something along those lines. She has made an effort to make somebody else feel good. So it's just a tip. Be the most 
interested person they have ever met. Don't be interesting, be interested. And then the next one is show up as your true self. Please don't use filters in your dating profile. There is nothing worse than seeing, even on Facebook, there's nothing worse than seeing a woman with devil ears in a profile picture. It screams slut to me. I'm sorry, I take it back. It, yeah. it is not the real you. Don't use a filter. That's not what you look like. Take some very flattering photos of the real you. Look at the photos of the real you and start finding things that you like about the real you. Because if you can't look at that photo of yourself and think I look great, no one else is going to look at that photo and think that you look great. If you can't look at yourself in the mirror and think I look amazing because I feel amazing, nobody else will think that you are amazing. It's about you loving you for all your curves, lumps, bumps, spots on your face. I mean, I've always got spots. I'm 42 years old and I still get acne, but I just have to go with it. That is what I look like. If you follow me on social media, I quite often show up without any makeup because when I do like my stories, it's usually when I'm walking the dog, just finished the dog, just finished at the gym. I've got something to say and I need to say it there and then, otherwise I'll forget. And I can't wait for me to like wash my hair, look perfect, put some lipstick on and, you know, show you my best self. I just have to say what I've got to say. My point is more important than what I look like. And I'm okay with that. That's what I look like. That is what I look like in real life. So just, you know, dash all your hopes and dreams. Anyway, next tip is have a goal for the date. Yes. I know you want to meet the love of your life. I know you want to live happily ever after, which does not exist by the way. But instead of thinking that this is the date, this is the night, this is the guy that I'm going to be with forever. How about thinking, I am flexing my confidence muscles right now. I'm going to meet somebody new, learn something new, experience something new. Hopefully that won't be their dick. You are going to meet people. You are going to learn things from them. You are going to spread your wings, your network. You are going to make a connection with somebody. And even if you don't know or like that guy or it doesn't go anywhere, imagine that that leads to the next step of actually meeting somebody else. And, you know, leave that day feeling like you showed up as the best you. You will get better at this every time you will go on a date. Leave it feeling like you are the best you you have ever been. Like, how could I even improve? How could they not like me? Even if you don't like them, walk away from it thinking, how could they not like me? Because I am this amazing person. I am this, 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 and this. And you are showing up as your best self. My next and pretty much final is do not text them first unless they have shared, unless they have texted you, sorry, unless they have said to you as you leave that date, text me and make sure, text me, let me know that you've got home safely. Text them and say you've got home safely. But otherwise, do not text them. Do not contact them first. If a guy likes you, he will text you. He will contact you. Men like to chase. I say this all the time. Men like to catch their prey. It's very caveman, but it's so relevant. So don't text him. Let him contact you. If he doesn't contact you, he's lost. 
when I was dating, I spent so much of my time worrying if they liked me because I wasn't even sure if I liked myself. And if your intention is to meet that guy and have that dream relationship, then then you really do need to be attracted to yourself. All you need to do is believe in yourself a little more than you don't believe in yourself because confidence comes from consistently sticking to the commitments you make to yourself. So what commitments are you going to make to yourself in 2024? Because if you need support setting your goals, getting clear on what it is that you actually want or working out what's holding you back. And I tell you now, whatever excuse it is that you're making about why you can't have that dream relationship, why you can't get out there dating, why you can never meet a guy that you like or that they like you, that is the limiting belief that is holding you back. That excuse that you're using is the limiting belief. And I can support you to overcome those limiting beliefs and those fears and all of the things that are stopping you from getting out there and meeting people and actually finding that person and finding the love within yourself. Cheesy as that sounds, but the tools I use in my one-to-one coaching program over a three-month period is what we do is we, we work on your fears, your limiting beliefs. We reframe them as lessons. We use forgiveness techniques. NLP, EFT, which is neuro-linguistic programming and emotional freedom techniques. And these will completely change your mindset. So you will become the best version of you you have ever been. I offer a free session. If you'd like to find out more about this, there is a link in my show notes, or you can slide into my DMs on Instagram. You will find me at Rachel Teeling Coaching. And until the next episode, ladies, much love. I will catch you next week. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of Healing with Teeling. If you are struggling in the dating and relationship game, I can support you to gain unshakable self-worth and become the best version of you to attract the best person for you with my one-to-one coaching program, Be You for Rendezvous. There is a link in the show notes if you would like to find out more about my one-to-one coaching and how I can support you, or please feel free to slide into my DMs on Insta and ask me any questions. I am at Rachel Teeling Coaching, and this is where I share a lot of my dating journey, pictures of Ed, Lila, and of course, Frankie the Frenchie. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to hear more, please follow my show so you don't miss an episode. If you found this podcast valuable, please take a moment to rate and review to help me reach more ladies who need to hear this healing journey to inspire them to heal from their own trauma and find lasting love. Catch you on the next episode of Healing with Healing. Are you a single, career or family driven woman, but you just cannot get lucky in love? Have you got back into the dating game after a long-term relationship breakdown and you are now confused and overwhelmed by men and dating? Have you been on what feels like hundreds of first dates but never seem to get a connection? And are you now wondering if there are any genuine committed men left in the world? I know, I feel you. I've been there. But I invite you to join me in my how to find lasting love mini series workshop to find out what actions you need to take to attract that lasting loving relationship that you truly desire these are three 10 minute ish videos supporting you to find that secure loving relationship that you desire
They cover how to successfully date after divorce, how to heal your relationship with men and how to shift your energy to attract that masculine man you desire. There is a link in the show notes for you to get access to those mini workshops. Go check them out and I shall see you there.